You're listening to the Sportsman's Empire Podcast Network brought to you by Full Sneak Gear. Check out their entire lineup at fullsneakgear.com. Also be sure to check out our entire stable of podcasts at sportsmansempire.com. New from Moultrie Mobile, the Feed Hub offers first-of-its-kind cellular connection and control for nearly any spin cast feeder on the market. When used with the Moultrie Mobile app, you can monitor feed and battery levels, run feeders on demand, receive alerts when feeders are clogged, and remotely adjust feeding times. The Feed Hub is ideal for anyone who maintains feeders. Remove the guesswork and save time by planning feeder maintenance before you drive to your hunting property. For more information, visit MoultrieMobile.com. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and... 6-1 since that matters. And what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Fully Loaded Chew is tobacco-free, long-cut, and pouches that gives you the same pack, dip, spit, and buzz that you're used to without tobacco fully loaded chew comes in nine flavors and is made with all food grade ingredients and tobacco free nicotine the purest form of nicotine there is to give us a try head on over to fullyloadedchew.com for a one dollar can of chew with free shipping when you enter the code outdoor one o-u-t-d-o-o-r and the number one lastly many outdoorsmen are trying to quit tobacco altogether and fully loaded chew may be that first step for more information on our product line, visit FullyLoadedChew.com. When you post hunting photos on Instagram, they get censored. When you post on Go Wild, you get virtual fist bumps from fellow hunters. When you buy gear on Amazon, you gas up a billionaire spaceship. When you buy gear on Go Wild, we donate to a camp that teaches kids to hunt, fish, and shoot. See the difference? Go Wild is a free social community built by hunters for hunters. Join today at DownloadGoWild.com, and I'll give you 10 bucks just for setting up your account. And you'll keep unlocking GoWild rewards as you share content, because guess what? We like hunting pictures. Join at DownloadGoWild.com or in the App Store. The Southern Ground Hunting Podcast is brought to you by Spartan Forge. It's forged in combat and tailored for hunters. Spartan Forge stands at the nexus of machine learning and whitetail deer hunting. To deliver truly intuitive and science-based products that save the hunter time spent scouting, planning, and executing their hunts. You can start your free 14-day trial today by visiting SpartanForge.ai and you can use the code SOUTHERNGROUND, that's all lowercase, all one word, SOUTHERNGROUND at checkout, and that'll get you 25% off of your purchase. You're wanting to know more about saddle hunting? Well, check out TetheredNation.com for all your saddle hunting needs. Tethered is for saddle hunters, by saddle hunters, and they're redefining ultralight hunting. If you'd like to support the Southern Ground Hunting Podcast, you can visit patreon.com forward slash southern ground hunting, or you can click on the link in the show notes of this podcast episode. We offer two different tiers for our patrons that offer a solid list of benefits. We'd love for you to join the Southern Ground Hunting community today. Again, that's patreon.com forward slash southern ground hunting. And now, let's get to the show. I'd offer to share a bite, but it's that good. All right, Caden. Do I need to keep talking? Well, I was going to get you to start out with a hunting story. Hunting story. But this plane kind of just, just the plane just got you super up. loud. <laughs> kind of just came out of nowhere. Two o'clock in the morning and some <laughs> freaking plane is flying around. Like doing night ops. Like it's been quiet here this whole time and as soon as I press record they're doing thing. That Fire. actually sounds like a rotary, rotary wing too. A what? A helicopter. Yeah, it yeah. is. They're probably trying to catch Clayton for shooting too small of a deer. They probably are. <laughs> <laughs> My deer's going to taste better than your deer. All right. What are we going to talk about? We're, ta- we're talking about it now. We're recording. I'm just chewing the heck out of this microphone right now. Do it. Chewing this. It's your podcast. You get to do whatever you want. What's it called? What is it? What's it? Sausage? 
So, you, do y'all follow any of the crap talking Instagram pages? Negative. Yes. Do you? Do you, Caden? No. So, there's a couple of them, and they all make fun of people who eat peak refuel. Mm. Like, it's like the. Is it like the bougie? It's, one? Yeah, it's like the, the huntresses and oh, all that okay. stuff. All right. They'll be like set up in a Walmart parking lot eating peak <laughs> refuel, <laughs> you know? Um. I think but I'd rather so be good. in a Holiday Inn Express right now eating yeah, peak refuel. Yeah, that's true. That is true. It's cold. We're in Mississippi. The sip. Uh, Caden's home home state. Were you raised here? Yep. Born and raised. Born and raised here. This is my first time to hunt Mississippi. You ever hunted here, Greg? I hunted here once when I was probably I don't know. 18 or 19 yeah me and my brother we're from pensacola so it's not ter- pensacola florida so it's not terribly far from here and we came over here and hunted uh, you know an afternoon maybe we spent the night i don't i don't really remember but that was a long time ago and i think i shot a doe yeah yeah well that's pretty cool yeah yeah but i haven't been here and it's been i bet it's been 15 years okay I've never hunted here. Clayton, you've never hunted here? I've hunted you've here. You've duck hunted here. Uh, yeah, I've duck hunted in the Delta a bunch of times. And Caden's killed a bunch of monsters out here. He's the resident expert. So, Caden, would you uh, grace us with a hunting story? Yeah. You want one from this season? Or? You don't have to talk louder, I can tell you that. I don't have to talk louder? You're going to. Oh, I need to talk louder. Yeah. yeah. You're, going, you're going to need to talk a little bit louder. Everybody can hear you. But um, yeah, talk, tell I the can, story about can, that three hundred plus pounder. Yeah, yeah, you just killed. All right. Um, so it was uh, around Thanksgiving, and I was um, I was not expecting to go in and see rut action at the week of Thanksgiving. Usually, it's kicking off the second week of December where I'm hunting, and uh, I just went to a, a, a natural transition between bedding and, and another. Um, a doe bedding area just hoping I could catch a buck cruising through and uh, right at dark I hear I didn't see anything all day and right at dark I heard deer coming my way from the bedding and they came right down the transition and uh, it was a it was a really nice buck really wide <laughs> <laughs> nobody's unzipping their pants by the way <laughs> that is uh, John the cameraman <laughs> the loudest tent in the world <laughs> proceed <laughs> proceed uh, anyway there's a, a really wide buck come running in chasing a doe and they came in at 20 yards and they were running the whole time so i couldn't get a, a shot and they went back out into the open woods and then the doe came back in at 20 yards and she stood there for a few minutes and the buck came back in and when he did i was not really worried about you know if it was the same buck or not i just kind of figured it was so i, I drew back and i made sure it was legal buck and then I'll release the arrow and I get down there and it wasn't the same buck that came in the first time the other one was bigger but the uh it was a giant six point I mean he weighed when we put him on the scale he broke the scale we had to drive to another scale to weigh him and he was 320 pounds this is in Mississippi yeah 300 across around there or anything okay yeah what kind of arrow did you shoot him with a black eagle rampage with the rampage yeah nice that's what I shoot what what's fine Fifty. That's exactly yeah. what I shoot. Was that one of the v, one of those VPA single mm-hmm. bevels? Yep. They blow through them. Yep. Nice. That's awesome. Yeah, he sent us a picture of this thing breaking a scale, and I'm like, I almost thought he was joking. I mean, it's Mississippi. It's a southern deer. Yeah. yeah. And it's just an absolute tank. Is that in the Delta? Yeah. It's in the Delta. There's some big deer There's that come out of this state, yeah. though. There are. Uh, yeah. We've got. I've, I've had a, a a guy on the podcast a couple different times. His name's Land Smathers. Um, dude is from not far. I mean, he hunts not far from around, you know, where we're at. And uh, the guy consistently kills big deer every mm. year. Cat tags out three big deer, usually all of them with his bow, I think. But I think he shot one with his rifle this year. But dude is a slayer. And uh, Caden, like, I can't remember what I was doing. Oh, it was... Uh, I ran across your rugged whitetail mm-hmm. Instagram page, and looking through some of those pictures, did you kill a lot of big deer? Yeah. You're 19, right? Yep, 19. 19 years old. You killed some tanks. Yeah. A lot of them. A lot of them were on private. 
plus. It's okay, whatever. Yeah. I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. you're 19 years old. You kill a lot of big deer. Yeah. Caden's a good hunter. So yeah. For for those that don't know, Caden was an intern for Tethered this year. So he traveled around with us all over the country. I mean, Wisconsin, North Dakota, down south, up all over the place, a bunch of states, Kansas. And uh, I got to hunt with Caden quite a bit. And he knows what he's doing. You know, he's not not the toot your horn here, that Mr. Caden, but, like, you don't really have to babysit him. You don't have to worry about, is he going to make noise? Is he going to be stupid up in a tree? No. no. I, I remember you said, Greg, it was either you or uh, Jared, one of y'all, <laughs> Greg, quit, quit unzipping your pants. <laughs> yeah, put the thing away. Um, I think it was when we were in Kentucky, and you had said, "Yeah, I marked a lot of spots, and Caden marked a lot of spots for us to go." And I thought that was pretty cool because he's a camera guy. He was just running camera for y'all, and he was scouting. Yeah, for it, you know. And they were it's, good spots. And, yeah, they're good spots. Yeah, they weren't like gar holes or anything. Um, the one spot was the, oh, yeah. where we went that evening. You can't win them all. Yeah. <laughs> that, that Josh Spoonie guy, on the other hand. Yeah, that guy. Yeah, Spoonie is kind of a. Yeah. Mm. I'll know. never get that week back. <laughs> Just kidding, Josh. Love you, buddy. So I, I guess we we haven't really talked about who's who's all here. Uh, you can tell Greg's voice most all the time. Anytime you hear Greg talk, you can tell it's Greg. Why is that? You just have a very charismatic voice. Oh. You can tell you're talking with your hands. Well, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> thank you very much. Um, Greg Godfrey? Yep. Tethered? Yep. I'm ATA here. ATA Best in Show? Best in Show. Twice. Twice. We were the first. Tethered is the first company to ever win it back to back. Really? Pretty cool. So did y'all win last year when it was like, uh, yeah, it was we like won. online? We No, no. I don't know about that. I don't think they did it then. I, I, I didn't know if they even did it online. I thought they did, but yeah, maybe they did. I don't know. If that's the case, then we didn't win back. To back. Well, because we didn't matter. submit anything to the to the online only. But the the last time the ATA was held in per, in person, which was I believe twenty twenty, um, Indi- was it Indianapolis? Or yeah, I think so. Something we like won that. with the Phantom. We won silver with the Phantom, and then this year we we selected gold for the new carbon fiber platform. So pretty cool. That's a pretty sweet platform. Yeah, pretty cool. I'm excited. I to, can't wait to hunt out of one. Yeah, me too. Um, so Greg, we got Clayton, Clayton Bond, who has hey. also been on the show. Usually, it's a deer camp type episode. I do a lot of deer camps. Yeah, Clayton, you put on a good deer camp. Let me tell you, I've had a lot of practice. Every uh, every deer camp I've ever been on that you put together has been great. This is an exception. <laughs> <laughs> it's really cold. Well, but, it's just cold. But and we windy. can kind of blame Scott though too, because Scott was like the co-putter on her, and he's not here, so we can. Say I mean, technically, we want I was the co-putter on her because me and Clayton were coming yeah. by ourselves. Uh, it was just gonna be us. Then I texted you. Uh, then Scott got added. Okay. And then Clayton or uh, Caden got added. All right. Yeah. I apologize, Scott. You're we not. Just wanted a, to extend, you're not a bad camp planner. We just wanted to extend deer season. Yep. For us, because it's out for all of us where we live. Yep. Clayton, you uh. It's not out where I live. I just can't hunt anymore. Oh, that's right. Um, Alabama will go through February 10th. You can't shoot does? Uh, I could, but I also just try not to go out too much because I have children and a wife. Yeah. And so I'm just kind of taking it easy uh, until this trip. And uh, this has been a great trip. But, Clayton, you had a great season this year, too. I did. Yeah, two two really good bucks. One in South Carolina, where I live, and then uh, one in Kentucky in November. That's awesome. Which is on the Tethered YouTube channel. Your, uh, your average age for this year, like a median age, is probably, what, five and a half? I'd say four and a half. Four and a half? Yeah. That, I didn't age the South Carolina bug, but, I mean, just based on gut feel and body size and all that yeah. good stuff like he is probably four and a half that's I awesome guess that the kentucky buck was three and a half or four and a half such a i mean that kentucky deer which i got to see it it was whenever we were all there um that was a nice buck a really nice buck um like just a big framey thing i love like the big frames like that yeah they uh they get me going but then so clayton and i this morning, I want to talk about this uh, this morning's fiasco. So, we're in Mississippi. I just bought a boat. Really excited about getting this boat out and, like, running it. I've been so used to doing a kayak. 
and now I've got a boat, so like big water, it's great. We go out this morning, and I could tell, Clayton, you, you seemed like you were pretty timid about the whole idea. Like, you were really trying to talk me out of, just, let's just not do the boat today. <laughs> With just cause. Yeah. It's gnarly out there. It is bad. It's still blowing. It's yeah. crazy. I mean, it was way worse this morning. Yeah. It was probably 15 to 25 mile an hour winds. Yeah. So, after all the rain last night, our boats were full of water. And so, I was down there, like, I had almost gotten all the water out, and Clayton comes down, and he goes, uh... Hey, man, I'm just throwing this out there. But what if we just drive to a place today? <laughs> I'm like, man, I just got all this water out of here. Like, I think we're going to be fine. It doesn't feel like it's bad right now. Dude, we came around the corner, mm -hmm. and it was like we hit a brick wall. Clayton took a wave to the face. Full frontal. And, mm. uh, and I don't remember what I said, but your response was, dude, I think we need to get out of here. We need to get out cold. of this. It was cold. Cold, and yeah. we were going straight into the wind. Oof. I don't think there was any thinking there. It was like, hey, we're going to go that way now. Yeah, let's turn around. <laughs> but turning around was sketchy. It was. It was bad. Because it was like you have yeah. to get sideways with those waves well, coming at you. There was like two you. footers out yeah. there. It was yeah. bad. It was bad. And we had five miles is where we were planning on going. Yeah, that's no bueno. And, uh, but it worked out. It did. It worked out. Pulled the trigger. Tell us, tell us, Clayton. So, in our, uh, once we got back to camp and... Had to come up with a plan B. Found a spot on Onyx that basically had a bunch of what I look for uh, at home in South Carolina. Uh, a bunch of different edges that came together where a creek basically ran up into uh, into a cove. And it was pretty hard to access, kind of landlocked by private except for one entry point. And I basically, it was only a, maybe what, 40 to 60 acre chunk yeah it's not big if it's kind that. of a, a spot that if you're looking at the whole wma on a map you could very easily miss that yeah just because it just doesn't look so. like much uh, so we had to drive a couple miles down a gravel road to get there and basically once we hit almost the point of being at our access point there were five or six deer that ran across the road in front of us from public onto public and that made us feel pretty good about it going in and it was it was daylight at this point um and it rained gosh probably three inches last night is that is that accurate i don't think quite three inches but it rained it rained 12 it's, inches in our boat it was a significant yeah. amount <laughs> yeah just based on the amount that was in the boat it was it was a lot so i mean three inches is a lot isn't it yeah y yeah i mean in my household <laughs> that's it is. what i say it's uh that's pretty long <laughs> I mean, wait, 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 deep, deep was what I meant. <laughs> oh my gosh. It always goes there. Yeah, this is bad. It smells terrible in this tent, by the way. How, what does it smell like? It doesn't smell bad to me. Yeah, I don't smell it, it either. It's probably me. last night. <laughs> it's probably just last me. Last night was horrible. <laughs> yeah, it was terrible. <laughs> well, Clayton, I wish you guys, everybody listening, could see this monstrosity of, an, of a blow-up mattress that Clayton has in this tent. I swear. It takes up the whole tent. It's like three quarters it's of the tent. It's giant. And me and me and it's a queen. Me and <laughs> me and Caden, Clayton was like, "Oh yeah, we could all, Parker, set up your tent and we'll put all of our gear in that, and then we'll sleep in mine." It's an eight man tent. I'm like, well, well he took up six of the spots. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Six man mattress over here. Yeah. I can't be mad. It's true. Um. So anyway, we parked the truck. Yeah. Deer story. And uh, cool thing about Mississippi in primitive weapon season, you can actually hunt with straight wall cartridges. So Parker was rocking a 4570 government, and I've got a single shot 350 legend. Um, so here's the thing it's not straight wall. Because um, I know somebody's going to listen to this and send a message and say, you're wrong, you're illegal. Uh, it's not straight wall, it's breech loading and over 35 caliber. Oh, okay. So, if it loads from the back, like oh, a so single that's why, shot. That's why, like, 35 wheeling would be legal. Yeah, but 30-30 is not if you find a single shot 30-30. Because it's 30, below 35 30. caliber. Yep. Makes sense. So, there's, like, like 35 Whalen, 350 Legend, 450 Bushmaster, is that yep, what it's called? that's it. Uh, it's like uh, 44 a, Mag. It's like loading a thumb in a barrel. Um, yeah, and then forty-five seventy is what I ended up buying. Yeah, the elephant gun. Yeah. yeah, dude, it shot so nice tonight. Yeah, 
It's a giant round. Yeah, Huge. but it did not. It it was like, it was like shooting an AR, mm. which I was surprised because when I sighted it in with the lead sled, it was like knocking the thing yeah. off the table. Yeah, that's what but you it said. But it was it was perfectly fine tonight. That's good. So we parked. <laughs> yeah. So deer story. <laughs> <laughs> so we parked and basically had a plan of, of walking in about a quarter of a mile uh, deep into this landlocked um, area. Uh, landlocked by private that is and I had grand illusions of crossing over this creek and basically checking out an area that butted up to a clear cut clear cut on the other side of the creek Um, well Parker and I walked in and just kind of walked in pretty slow probably took us a half hour to get back there I mean maybe a quarter of a mile yeah we were going really slow and um, saw a bunch of really good sign right out of the truck Uh, pretty big fresh scrape uh, beat down trail like we were feeling pretty good about it and he and I have never been here before so this is literally the first first place that that I had stepped foot on you scouted a little bit yesterday in some other areas um, but anyway walked in and got just got to kind of a, a pivotal point where there was a, just a really good kind of canalization of deer traffic all coming through one area a um, bunch of creek crossings bunch of pines that met up right there what else hardwoods river bottom yeah, type stuff yeah you have like this river bottom like uh weeds like just thick weeds that were pretty tall yeah. is there any greenbrier around oh yeah there was a lot Tons of, of greenbrier yeah. it was all I nipped down and they nipped it all down i noticed that all the greenbrier was all nipped off every every patch i found yeah hmm. there was a lot in his deer's gut too yeah it was full of it um so anyway we, we got we got to that point and Parker decided to sit there, and I was going to try and cross this creek and make my way another couple hundred yards up to the edge of uh, a pretty recent clear cut. And, well, that didn't really work out. I uh, couldn't find anywhere to cross the creek, and it was like 30 degrees, and I wasn't wasn't too excited about getting wet. Um, so I ended up walking back to where Parker was, and you had set up at that point in a blowdown, and just were we're waiting and uh so i sat down on the other side of the log from parker and we we're in the middle of some really really good sign like, i still think that's some of the best sign we've seen out here mm-hmm. um, a bunch of rubs scrapes trails all that good stuff a bunch of tracks that we saw yep. i mean and it rained as we already talked about a lot last night and there were tracks from this like early this morning that we had seen coming in so it felt really good but all in, all to be said, we'd walked around a lot, and I'd gone on a grand adventure trying to find a creek crossing in that area. So I don't think Parker and I were really expecting to see anything. But that's not what happened, so that was cool. Yeah, I was, I'll be honest, I, like, where that looked like, where I, like, imagined the deer were going to come from or, or be walking would be, like, that that pine transition. It just looked like it would be the perfect spot to catch one. And so, and we didn't walk, we didn't walk that. That's true. So I thought there was a decent chance, as cold as it was today, I mean, it didn't get over 34 degrees, I think, yeah. today. Um, it was just cold, and with that wind chill, it was probably right at 30, if I had to guess, Yeah. all day. So it was like, you know, we knew the deer were probably going to be on their feet most of the day. It rained all night. They were going to get up. And there was actually, I was finding tons of acorns on the ground. Yeah. A lot of acorns on the ground out here that were not rotted. Like, they were still good. And so, with those pines beating those hardwoods, I kind of felt, you know, I mean, it was, what, uh, I think 820 when I got set up at yeah. first. So, there was, it was still pretty early enough sure. in the morning to catch deer movement. But, um, but we also wanted to go find new some new spots because we didn't know where we were going to be hunting at the rest of the week we didn't want to just sit there yep you know and waste the waste the day away so about the time that i think both both you and i were kind of edging towards let's get up and go look somewhere else i just happened to catch some movement when i looked up and just caught a deer's rear end going behind a tree and then i couldn't see it anymore and never saw it again until 15, 10, 15 minutes later. Um, but what, what that? What was that like from from your end? Did you think I was messing with you? So we were like, we were faced the opposite directions, and you were faced downwind. Yeah. 
Kind of crosswind. Um, and I, I just didn't expect you to see a deer right there, the way you were faced. But I did tell you, if we do see a deer, I'm just cameraman and you're going to shoot it. Um, so, like, we just said we were going to sit there for, like, 15 minutes. Yeah. And gra- and then uh, Clayton's like, deer. I thought, it, I mean, me and Dad used to mess with each other all the time like yeah. that. Sitting in a shooting house or whatever. And I thought you were just, like, filming me or something and wanting to get my reaction. And yeah. then you never said anything else. I was like, really? Mm. Yeah, like 90 yards. So, anyway, we kind of I kind of turn around and I never see the deer. Yeah, he thought I was lying to him. So, at that point, we're like, all right, maybe we should wait maybe 15 more minutes. So, you know, the proverbial, you see a deer and you give it another 15 minutes, of course, not longer. So, lost sight of the deer and we're like, all right, there's some deer moving in here. This is good. Like, we can sit here a bit. And... I don't know, maybe it was what ten minutes after that. Uh, it was less than ten minutes because the my Insta three sixty is set to ten minute loops, and I got both of both encounters in the oh one, really in the one video, yeah. So somewhere under ten minutes later, um, I caught movement again about one hundred twenty yards away and looked up, and there is a deer sprinting straight at us. And I knew it was a doe, which I was very interested in taking home with me. <laughs> um, I like the way he said that. I was very interested <laughs> in taking her yeah, home with me. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> um, you asked her to the dance, and she said yes, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Surprised she, she's, she accepted. I've been married for 10 years. So, you know, skills are not sharp. So, uh, doe's running straight at us. And I thought it was going to pop up on a knoll maybe like we were on kind of on top of a knoll and it, it dropped off about 20 yards in front of us and she, the way she was running she was going to pop up on top of that knoll 20 yards away from us at a dead sprint so i'm getting ready to shoot and i told parker i'm like hey get the camera looking over here like this deer is about to pop up and she never popped up she never popped up and then then you saw her first kind of it was like turkey hunting yeah like when you're waiting for a bird to just mm. see that to pop its head, head over head the ridge up. yeah yeah and i see that head pop up over and that's all i see and at that point she's she's got us she she was the wind was hitting her perfect oh no and so she's like you can see her like bobbing her head going like that like she's about to take off and he i don't think he could see her head at that point could you uh-uh. and she started running and she ran out and st- I got her to I met her and got her to stop and I still don't know if he can see her yet. I mean, Matt. Yeah, there you go. How do you do it? Matt. Matt. How do you Matt. do it, Caden? Matt. I don't usually do that when stop a deer. You don't they, stop deer? No, they usually run when I do that. <laughs> I've had that happen too many times. Yeah, you really do have to pay attention to their demeanor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But at that point, like, I, I was pretty... I do it. I think I go... There must be a criminal Matt. on the loose. Yeah. I think that's what it is. Matt. 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 I've yelled at him. Hey, 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 hey! I've done that, too. <laughs> I shot a deer in Missouri. I literally yelled just like that. He came in He came in chasing the doe at last light. Like, last light. And I had to yell at him to stop. And he was looking right at me. I shot him in the throat. It was awesome. <laughs> they died. Yeah. Anyway, the that deer I shot in Kentucky, I stopped. I think I said, meh, meh. I usually do it for other people meh. because I'm sharper when I'm not the shooter. Mm. It's like I can think a little There's clearer. There's no fog of war yeah. going on in your brain. Yeah. yeah. Like, like whenever I'm not the shooter, I can like think like, oh, maybe we should stop this deer mm-hmm. that's running. Does this happen to anybody else when you when you see a big buck like coming in? I don't see big bucks coming in, so. (laughs) For the others in the group. When you see a big buck coming in, for me, what happens is it's literally like the best way I can explain it is there's somebody on my left side and somebody on my right side, and they have trumpets, and they just blow into the trumpet as loud as they can, and it's like both sides of my head. Dude, it's like I get so foggy, and I've got all these cameras, and I think about, all right, when I see a deer... I'm going to turn this tactic cam on. I'm going to turn this Insta360 on. I'm gonna, I mean, if, if a deer comes in and it's relaxed, I'll have time and I can do it. 
but then like tonight that deer like I didn't turn like anything on it never goes to plan. and it was relaxed like it wasn't yeah it was just like it was just there I had plenty of time I got my camera turned on but my tacticam would have been perfect for that shot so it was like it's just frustrating and then you're done you're like I had so much time that I could have just focused on something and I just never do Greg, you just pay a cameraman to follow you everywhere, so you don't really have to worry about that. Well, I uh, <laughs> I actually, it, I know exactly what you're talking about, Clayton. I shot in the legal buck one time a few years ago because <laughs> the fog of war. We were we were hunting in a state that had, uh, had antler point restrictions in certain counties, but not all counties. So half the time we were hunting in non-APR where you could shoot, you know, I don't remember what it was, but you could shoot like a spike or a six point, like that was totally legal. Right. <clears throat> but this this one particular one happened to be in a four four on one side county, and uh, this this deer came in, and I was hunting with the with my friend Ernie, and Ernie says he goes oh he goes oh it's legal it's seven points got four on one side, and so as soon as he said it's legal. He's got four on one side, and we got this on camera, so like, it's like <laughs> legit. But he he tells me that, and I immediately went into kill mode. Mm -hmm. Like, I, my brain switched, and I was gonna kill this deer. And then the deer comes closer, and Ernie's like, he's like, no, I was wrong. It's only a six. It's only a six. It's only a six. And I was like, I'm killing it. I'm killing it. I'm killing it. I'm killing it. And it never registered with me in that moment that this was illegal. You know, because my brain had totally switched into kill mode. So then he, then I, I kill the deer, and Ernie's like, "Why did you do that? That was illegal." And I was like, "Oh crap! What the heck just <laughs> happened?" So anyway, long story short, I called the game warden and I said, "Hey, I screwed up. I shot a deer. Thought it was a seven. Wasn't. It was a six. I messed up. What do you want me to do?" And he goes, "You know, basically no harm, no foul kind of thing." He's like, yeah. "He said, you know, thank you for turning yourself in." Uh, so he took the he took the antlers, but he let me keep the meat. So that's pretty good. No big deal. But fog of war is a real thing. Yeah, yeah, it, it happens, dude. Like, so some of my favorite hunts. I don't know if you guys are like this. Like, I love to go on, like our Kentucky hunt, where we're everybody there is like one track mind. We're gonna kill a good buck. Like everybody there is doing that, yeah. and we're finding good sign. And you're not, nobody's shooting does on that trip. Like, yeah. you're you're there to kill a good buck. Whenever I get into the Alabama rut, it's that way. I'm like, does are not going to get me excited. Six points are not going to get me excited. Like, even when I see them, I'm not going to get, like, all jacked up. I'm there to kill a good buck. Yeah. But my some of my favorite hunting camps are the ones where everybody is in, like, this unison mindset of... We're just going to shoot legal deer. Kill mode. Yeah, it's just fun, man. It's like this pressure. It's just, it's gone. You understand the people who are like brown, it's down people, like meat hunters mm -hmm. who go on one trip and everybody's just like, we're killing whatever. Mm -hmm. um, those trips to me are just so much less pressure, so relaxing, and they're, they're just fun. But when you're on a trip like what you were on where you're like, you do have these antler point restrictions and you have all these things that you have to focus on or if you're if you're you know hunting for a big mature deer and you're like having to like be analytical about every buck you see you can't just pull up the bow or pull up the gun and shoot it's just kind of it doesn't take the fun out of it because it's a different kind of fun it's different but this like what we're doing at this camp where everybody's like oh yeah if i see a doe i'm waxing yeah. it that's whacking just, that's so much fun to me it is. I love those type of hunts. So we left off at meh. Oh, yeah. We didn't even finish the story. <laughs> we got I think we're going to call this campfire stories, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. Well, and we do have a fire. Yeah, it's so a that's buddy fair. here. Yeah. But there's a, I can still see and the flames from the there. fire outside. Yeah. So we're legal. It's yep. legal to do that. Yep. Call it the fog, the fog of war with Greg Godfrey. <laughs> the fog of war. <laughs> that would be... If you ever write a book... So the, you should call it the fog of war, but don't I mean, talk I, about any I didn't of your, invent that. I mean, that's like a thing. That's a real thing. That's a real thing. The don't fog don't. Of war. But you, it has to be about deer hunting. Okay. Like it's not your military stuff. You, you, it's your deer hunting. 
You'd be like Eberhart. Write books about deer hunting. I could write a book. I've had a lot of experiences now. I might do it. I might write a book now, partner. You should write a, write a book about... I don't know, let's talk offline. Okay, anyway. <laughs> Meh! Meh. So Parker stopped it, and I clearly identified it's a doe in the scope, and put the crosshairs on the deer at maybe, what, 50? 50, 50, 50. Maybe 50 yards. Yeah, 50 yards, and squeezed the trigger on my uh, brand new CVA Scout compact rifle, and uh, the deer runs off. And... We didn't see it fall. This was the 350 Legend? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So I had uh, basically got the gun specifically for this trip, but it's mm-hmm. going to be, I read a lot about it. It's going to be perfect to get, I've got a five and a half year old, perfect to get him started here in a couple years. There's like no recoil to it. I've, I've shot it maybe 60 times now, and there's just no recoil. It is so much fun to shoot. It's a lot like, like recoil wise, super similar to like shooting an AR. Yeah. I've got a 350 Legend, but it's on the AR platform, so it's not, wouldn't be legal here. Yeah. So, I think we thought that that deer was further away, but then when we got up to it, we just realized that it was small. Oh, it was definitely small. (laughs) I think we were like, oh, it was like 50 yards. I think it was probably like 25. It was in your lap. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It wasn't that close. It wasn't that close. But it was a great shot. Yeah, I smoked it. I mean, it's, uh, that's the first deer I've killed with a gun in probably five or six years that's awesome so i I have relatively few reps killing deer with a gun and it was good to just lay the hammer down gun hunting's fun yeah it is it's so much again i love to bow hunt it's there's it's special every deer that i kill with a with a bow is probably a little more special than the deer i kill with a gun but it is so much fun to just shoot one and then see it fall like with a rifle and you know you just like devastated its shoulder and it's you just feel so just, confident yeah it's just it's just fun man i i like i like hunting in all forms they all have their pros and cons i think but it's just i love these type of trips where we go in none of us have ever been here well you've turkey hunted yeah, at caden right turkey hunted here last season uh, but we had never been here. It's just been map scouting. And we come in and kill a deer. Like, that was cool this morning. In the first morning. hour. Of in the first hour of going out there. I thought that was just, it was just yeah, wild. Was wild. We were pretty jacked up. Yeah. I mean, it was a small small yearling doe. I mean, it yeah. was very, very small deer. We were fired up. But we were fired up. Like, yeah. it was super exciting. And also, I mean, when you're, you know, Parker and I don't get to hunt together that often. We get usually get a vacation week, and then uh, it's usually, like, pretty much the only time we see each other, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah, outside of just, like, random stuff, you know. But I was telling Clayton, like, it's, it's, I barely ever get to hunt with somebody else. I can count on one hand probably in the last two years how many deer I've seen somebody, I've watched somebody else shoot. Mm. A couple of them with my dad. Or at least one of them with my dad. Uh, crap. And then you. That might be it. Of deer that I have seen, like, been able to just be there when somebody else shot a deer. But usually, like, a lot of us are, probably a lot of people listening. It's hard to make friends that hunt the way that you do. Yeah. You know? Like, the way that we do. Like, going out. Like, the guy was telling you, he's like, you can get there, but it's a long walk. Yeah. Or like, I mean, that's, it really wasn't a long yeah. walk. And, but it's hard to find people that are willing to kind of. It's hard to find crazy people. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly right. Um. So, after that, got that deer taken care of, and. Uh, we walked a lot. We walked a little bit more. We scouted a couple other spots. Clayton packed the whole deer in his X2 pack. Not gutted. Uh, Just folded it up and put it in there, which is cool. Like, to me, it's just more convenient to kill a yearling doe. Doe's a doe. You know she's not pregnant, so that's awesome. Like, You know how good those back straps are going to be? Oh, it's going to be amazing. Yeah. Make little nice little nuggets. It's going to be awesome. 
I didn't mean that as an insult. I, oh, meant, I, know. I meant that in a good way. Oh, that's going to be amazing. I'm telling you, you need to roll them up like a ribeye cap and put some butcher's twine on it. And do It'll be awesome. I'll do it. You should do like You know how people do pig roasts? Oh, yeah. Well, they'll roast the whole thing. That would have been cool. The whole cool. deer? You should have done the whole deer. Yeah. That would have been super cool. Have you ever heard of anybody doing that? Um, no. I don't I've, think I've seen I, a bunch of people smoke like the entire shoulder. Yeah, yeah. but not like the full deer. Yeah, yeah. like. Like just like like a pig, yeah. Like you just oh, like in a pit. Like skin it and yeah, yeah. that'd be cool. It would be really that cool. Would be neat. We should do that. It'd be really cool. Um, so we we get packed up, get everything taken care of, go scout a couple more spots, and uh, I decided that I was gonna go check out a spot that I hunted yesterday. Um, I hunted kind of past it in a spot, but as I was coming out, I scouted and found just loads of signs. So. There's not a lot of pressure. Doesn't seem like it. We're I, in the we rut. Have, I don't think we've seen another hunter. I, I've I, seen. I've seen a few. Couple. Oh, really? But not like you would expect. When, according to the biologists, we're like days away from peak breeding. Mm-hmm. So this is like go time. Yeah. And like even local people, there's just not a lot of people out hunting. That's what it I seems talked like, to a lady yeah. at a parking area. Um, her house was right right next to the parking area, and she was taking out her trash, and I said. Is this where I can park to go back here? And it, I, I knew it was, but, you know, I didn't want to, like, be yeah. disrespectful or whatever. And she said, I'll be honest with you, I've never seen anybody park there ever. Hmm. I was like, well, great. That's what I need to know. That's where I need to be. <laughs> this, is, this is where <laughs> I'm going to hunt. Anyway, so I found this food plot that looked like it had not been hit by people recently. Like, it just, but it was nice, and there was free... We walked through it today. The I number mean, of scrapes. There's scrapes was, everywhere. Was, I mean, that was more scrapes in a 100-yard area than I've seen out here combined yeah. everywhere else. Yeah. It, I mean, they're fresh, too. Yeah. They wow. were hit. There was one that we, the one we looked at on the way out, I mean, it had literally it had paw marks in it from, like, this probably in daylight this morning. Mm. Um, and we could smell it. Like, you could smell the wow. piss in there. Anyway, so... We kind of fiddle-farted a little bit longer than I wanted to getting, at camp. Getting water out of the boat. Yeah, getting water out of the boats. and uh, So I was like, you know what, I'm just going to go into that, that little spot. Clayton came with me, and we just kind of tag-teamed this little area. I set up on the ground. I found a little, I, I think I called it a pride rock, like a Lion King pride rock. that just kind of jutted out Simba, so overlooking this bottom. And there was tons of scrapes and rubs down in that bottom that I was watching and uh, long story short had some deer run by me first thing not first thing but pretty soon after I got there had some deer run by a little far out and then uh, I had uh, I see a doe come out it looked like she's going to go really close to me, and then she kind of cuts and starts going back uphill. By the time she got up there, she was probably about 125 yards out. And so it's a single shot, right? It's a single shot, 45-70. I go and I put the crosshairs on her, and I'm pretty sure it's got the AccuTrigger. Have you ever shot a gun that has, like, mm-hmm. the – it's, like, got a little bit of play in it before it hits it's the wall? It's almost like a two-stage trigger kind yeah. of thing. Yeah, yeah. And my gun doesn't have that. That's not what I'm used to shooting. And so when I shot, it, I'm pretty sure I just jerked it. And that's not a long-range rifle by any means. It's a 45-70 shooting a 300-grain bullet. Um, and she ran off. And when she ran off, I just was like, well, she's gone. So I turned my camera at me, and I'm like, I suck. I think is what I said in the camera. <laughs> I came on this trip because I didn't want to end my season with a miss on in Florida. I just ended my season with a second miss in Mississippi. And as I'm talking, I see the deer up on the top of, I mean, like 150 yards out through the woods, up on the top, just feeding again. And I was like, well, crap, maybe I'll shoot at it again. So I'll load another one in there, get rested on my Insta360 arm or uh, selfie stick that's right there. 
and I get rested on it just right. And this time, I knew I'd pulled the trigger the first time. So this time, I just squeezed it off. Like, it was probably the best feeling shot that I've ever shot at a deer. Where I just, like, I knew it was money. And dropped right there. And we packed it out. And came back to camp, and we're going to go home tomorrow. There it is. Successful so, trip. Campfire stories. Campfire stories. I love campfire stories. I don't get to do enough of them. I don't get to do enough campfires. So there is some special about it, just staring aimlessly into a campfire. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In rig. this case, a buddy heater. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> just look at that flame. It's so you? cold. It is. Really, are you cold? Yeah. It's no, really... I'm not cold, but um, it is cold. Get a lip burger. A what? A lip burger. I don't know what that is. <laughs> a lip burger. A dip. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> a lit burger? Yeah. Is that like a slug burger? Yes. <laughs> a slug burger. So. You know what a slug burger is. So, what, is, what did she say? Thing. It was like pork. It's like a pork burger Mash. with dough. I've lived fried. in the South my entire life in multiple states, and I have never heard of a. What what's a slug burger? A slug, dough burger. A dough is what burger. most people call. I have oh, never yeah. heard of a dough what burger. Is, what is it? I've never heard of it. Oh, you weren't at lunch with us today. Mm. They're hardcore. Um, that gas station they had slug burgers. Like what's that? It's a basically they like in the grind of the burger mm-hmm. they put dough in it, and oh, in this yeah. one they had like pork, and then they deep fry it. <laughs> These tasted like they were like Sam's Club store bought. So they weren't like what I've had in the past at home. We have dough burgers at a place, and they're delicious. But um, they call it a slug burger. I I just feel like in a marketing team for that yeah. gas station could should should it's terrible. Call it something else. Anything else. I don't think of like I think maybe what they mean is like slug like like slug it like a like a baseball slugger. Maybe. But. I, I thought of, I thought of like it. the snail, of like course. the slug. Yeah, that's what everyone. It thinks. left a lot to be desired. Yeah, it was not good. Yeah, but it it gave us the energy that was ne- necessary. I ate all of it. Let's be clear. <laughs> yeah, you on put top, enough ketchup on yeah, it. Yeah, after fine. the after the cheeseburger, which also left something to be desired. Yep. But I needed it, and it was great. Greg, did you even? ever hunt on this trip <laughs> I hunted this morning actually the spot that I hunted this morning was that if I hunted there for a week I'd probably get a kill something yeah I mean it was a good spot um, I was just really not motivated for whatever reason I don't know I'm tired I don't know hunted a lot this year a lot of different states but anyway yeah I just wasn't motivated and then the kind of the nail in the coffin was tonight when I went out for this afternoon's hunt, I was pretty excited about this spot. And we get there, and we're like half a mile back in here on on this piece of uh, public land. Uh, according to Onyx, it's public land. And I walked past a sign that said, "You know, access by permit only." <laughs> and well, I thought I thought it meant the permit that I had because you have to get a permit to hunt this particular type of land Mm -hmm. here where we are. And so I thought that's what it meant. So I walked past that one, walked past the second one. There was two of those signs. And then we get to the third third one of those signs, and I'm thinking, why are there so many of these signs? Like, this doesn't make sense. So I actually go up and I read the sign, like the fine print, and it says, you know, need a permit from this other place. And I said, I don't think this, I don't think I'm supposed to be here. <laughs> so we're like a half mile back. And uh, so then I pulled out my phone and I Googled it and I looked up the maps and I read the regulations for this particular area. And I was, we we're right. We were, it's marked as public land and it's, it's owned by the government. So it's like kind of public land, but only there's another agency that has access to it, like exclusive access, like a lease. So I found that, I, I read that, and I was like, well, crap, I'm not allowed to be here. So we just hiked back out. And at that point, I was like, man, I don't even want to hunt anymore. I was, I was done. I was done. There's a lot of, like, red tape in Mississippi, it seems yeah. like. There's a lot of regulations that you're like, like, just put it all in one spot. They, Every regulation seems to be like it's in a 
a different part of the of the. You have to go to a completely different website to find and it's not that clear. specific. It's no. like they bury it. And yeah. I've hunted in a lot of states and yep. and on a lot of public land. And it is yeah, this this has been difficult. They definitely don't make it easy. They don't. Yeah. I will say one thing that just kind of scouring the maps of all Mississippi, it, it seems like there's a lot of opportunity here though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's overlooked for sure. A lot of different variation, too. I mean, you got the Delta and then... Yeah, yeah, lots of different types of land. I like that about Mississippi. I like that about Alabama. You can... You kind of find something that fits what you... Fits what you like. If you like river bottom stuff, you're good. If you like cropland, you can find something. If you like hills, you can find something. I really like it. Mm -hmm. But Mississippi is a state that I've always wanted to hunt. And, uh... Mark it off your bucket list. Yeah, I was excited... I, I would still like to go, like, do, like, a buck hunt. Yeah. You know, you know, like, in the Delta or something like that. I think that'd be a lot of fun. Well, boys, you ready to freeze your nutsack off? Yep. Ready All to go. Long. Curl up in my sleeping bag. We can Fully finally up, unzip your pants. That's right. All the way. That's right. I'm excited. That'd be great. Guys, Thanks for having us on, it. Parker. Yep. Thanks. Yep. Congrats on all of your... I think everybody here killed a good buck this year. Yeah. So, congrats to you guys and for everybody listening. Uh, for opportunities like this, what we're doing all over the country, go check them out. Find a state, find a random piece, and scope. It's a lot of fun. Thank you all so much for listening to this week's episode of the Southern Ground Hunting Podcast. As always, a big shout out to all of our partners. That's Go Wild, Spartan Forge, Tethered new canoe and scree gear you can keep up with southern ground hunting by following us on facebook and instagram or you can subscribe to us on the youtube channel and make sure you check out southerngroundhunting.com to pick up some of our merch hats t-shirts stickers stuff like that i truly hope you enjoyed this week's episode and we'll see you here again next week remember this god gave you dominion over the birds of the air the fish of the sea and the beasts of the earth so go out and exercise that dominion we'll talk to you next time